when a heart attack occurred, you have a blood clot. This is formed in the coronary artery. However, in a high number of cases, even though you restore blood flow to the major artery, the coronary artery, but the small blood vessels downstream from that clot is not restored. And our findings were that those clots are formed when you have high LDL, the bad cholesterol. And it's also greatly reduced when you have the good cholesterol, the HDL. Hi, I'm Helen Pitlick, and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast that inspires you to give time, money, or blood, and also educate you on some pretty cool science. If you aren't already convinced, blood is fascinating. Blood nourishes and protects. It flows throughout your body to deliver oxygen and nutrients, takes out the trash, so to speak, by bringing waste products to your liver and kidneys, and springs into action to heal when you're injured. It's a fine balance between flowing in the good times and stopping the flow in the bad times. And sometimes, this balance shifts. Unwanted blood clotting is a leading cause of death in developed countries. A thrombus is the medical term for a blood clot and thrombosis is the overall idea of clotting in the circulatory system that hinders the flow of blood. When thrombosis occurs in the heart, it can lead to a heart attack. According to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, someone in the U.S. has a heart attack every 40 seconds. So if this episode is 16 minutes long, at least 24 people will have had a heart attack by the time you're done listening. Heart disease is prevalent and scary. CDC data attributes one out of every five American deaths to heart disease. Some of it is genetic, but a lot of your heart disease risk comes from your lifestyle. High cholesterol, especially high low-density lipoprotein, or LDL cholesterol, is one of the key risk factors, one with both a genetic and a lifestyle component. Some cholesterol is made in your body, and the rest comes from what you eat. You've likely heard about the connection between heart disease and cholesterol for years. Remember the campaign against eggs? But did you know why? That's something that principal investigator Dr. Dominic Chung of Bloodworks Research Institute is examining. Turns out, it's in the blood. I've been working on the problems with blood clotting in the microcirculation. In other words, in the capillaries, and the small aware of in the major arteries or veins. These clots are formed by vitamin factor uh, complexing with uh, platelets. So they are primarily devoid of fibrin, but they clog up the microvessels and then you have thrombosis. Von Willebrand factor or VWF and fibrin are both proteins that the body uses to stop bleeding. And downstream from the clot, where it's formed, you don't have blood flow. And so the tissue will be hypoxic, or they do not get oxygen, do not get nutrients. So you ended up with organ failure. And our findings were that those clots are formed when you have high LDL, the bad cholesterol. And it's also greatly reduced when you have the good cholesterol, the HDL. 
So the balance of the HDL and LDL in effect is uh, regulating how fast these clots are formed in the microcirculation. That's our major finding. And so we have been extending these into uh, many disease conditions that this type of clot is contributing to the overall uh, picture. You know that high cholesterol predisposes a person to have heart attacks. When a heart attack occurs, you have a blood clot is formed in the coronary artery. That is the artery that is supplying blood to the heart itself. The heart is a muscle, it beats, so it needs blood supply too. And that will supply it through the coronary artery. So when you have a heart attack, the coronary artery is blocked. So downstream from the block in, in the heart tissue, you will have hypoxic conditions. You have no blood flow for the time when the clot is present. So usually what happens is that you rush to hospital, then the surgeon or the cardiologist put in a stent so that it pushes through the clot, forces it to open up, so restore blood flow. Oh, so that was the major procedure that is going to save the patient. However, in a high number of cases, maybe as much as more than 25% of the cases, even though you restore blood flow to the major artery, the coronary artery, but the small blood vessels downstream from that clot is not restored. It's this phenomenon called the no V-flow phenomenon, and it happens quite frequently with heart attack patients. Think of the no reflow phenomenon this way. If you remove a dam, you expect the water from the river upstream to come rushing back in. It would be weird if it didn't, right? So we're wondering, you know, what happens? Why do some patients have no reflow? And it turns out that through a number of studies, they know that this is related to environment factor, it is related to platelet. So it is the kind of small vessel clotting that is occurring that we've always been studying. So we think that if we manipulate something like the uh, HDL, LDL level, it can also help to reduce the incidence of no reflow. And so we have been working on things that have the properties of HDL that can attenuate this kind of clot formation. And so we are following some interesting leads I don't have the data to make a formal disclosure, but we are working closely to a compound that mimics the function of the HDL. With Bloodwork's new blood clot imaging suite, which we introduced to you in season four, episode 19 with Dr. Adley, the Chung Lab will be better able to visualize and test these leads. And it's not just heart patients who could benefit from Dr. Chung's work. The clotting in the small vessels it's not only happening in these cases, so any reagent that we can develop to reduce that incidence is probably going to be helpful in many other cases too, including you know sepsis-induced coagulopathy and trauma-induced coagulopathy. They're all involved somehow involving the small blood vessels circulation problem. So we are thinking that you know any reagents we can develop would be really helpful to address those conditions too. It's a full circle. TTP is thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, 
a rare but often deadly blood clotting disorder. Dr. Chung's TTP research is what led him to study the role that VWF plays in heart disease. And now his work on heart disease could potentially help TTP patients. So TTP is a very, very traumatic disease because it's missing an enzyme that regulates the von Willebrand factor function. So without that enzyme, it suddenly just spontaneous forming clots throughout the body to all of the organs and therefore you have multi-organ failure. So that led us to identify, oh yeah, the mechanism is regulated by a protease. That protease is an enzyme called ADAMS13. In a healthy person, ADAMS13 regulates VWF's interaction with platelets to control blood clotting. The protease come along and chop up the VWF so then you do not accumulate. But then the same type of clot is also forming in individuals who have normal levels of the enzyme. And those are the people that have no reflow problems. And what happens is that there is a study which says that the level of the protease actually affects how well the uh, heart attack patients fare after the initial hospitalization. That was the first clue that VWF is involved. And if the patient has a high level of ADAMCS13, the protease, to begin with, they have a lot fewer side effects or the consequences after the initial heart attack would be a lot less severe. That is, they don't stay in the hospital for that long. The heart tissue actually recovers better. So that's an indication that it was one virgin factor which is involved. But those patients are not deficient. They have normal levels. But still, if they have a higher level to begin with, they fare better. So that's the first clue that led us to say that, yeah, this is something related to VWF, similar to the, uh, to the TTP patients, except that that was an extreme case, extreme unbalance. And so we think that by manipulating something related to the lipoprotein levels, we may be able to change the incidence or, or the severity of the blockage afterwards. That's where it started you know, a long time ago from TTP. The ratio of HDL to LDL has so much to do with uh, microvascular circulation. Definitely, this is in agreement with the use of statin, so that you're already changing the, the ratio. A statin is a type of prescription medication that lowers cholesterol in the body. Statins work by blocking a key enzyme that your liver uses to create LDL. One in four Americans over 40 take a statin to reduce their risk of heart attack and stroke. They're the most common class of drug in the U.S., and if any of our blood donors are wondering, they don't impact your eligibility to give, as long as you're otherwise healthy. In the paper that we have submitted, we have a video showing exactly how bad the LDL was. So if we put a drop of a agonist, something that stimulated the blood vessels, the cells within that section will secrete VWF. And that section will immediately capture platelets and it will form those VWF platelet clots uh, locally. And what happens is that we have a mechanism, the ADAMCS13, that regularly takes care of those things. Once they're formed, they can be cleaved and then they will be cleared from the circulation. So we can see right under the microscope what is happening. If, however, we pre-inject with some LDL, 
you can immediately see those clouds form huge, big clouds that dramatic. The Adams 13 enzyme isn't just something that Dr. Chung uses to cleave blood clots. As a leading expert in blood proteins, he actually identified it more than 20 years ago. In any scientist's career, some discoveries will stand out more than others for many different reasons. I think it is in 2001. It's the same year of the 9/11. I traveled to to、uh, Miami for the Ash meeting, and that's when I disclosed that I have cloned it. Traveling to Miami was a big problem. So, so it was really, really tight security at that time. I remember. I asked Dr. Chung if he had any idea how big of a discovery Adams 13 was at the time. I think I kind of have an idea. That's the reason why I disclosed the discovery at the UW, but they did not proceed to、uh, patent it. Right now, there is a company who is picking that up and is making a recombinant form of the Adams 13 and making it available as a drug. It's being tried on、uh, TTP patients. And I do not know the、uh, the final results, but the clinical trial has been going on. Safety trial definitely has passed, and yeah, it is really safe、uh, material. That's something that can take care of those clots after they are formed. Then you have this enzyme to come along to cut it off. So what we are designing is that we are designing a, a different reagent, a reagent that is、uh, attacking the problem. At the stage of formation, that is, we prevent those clots from forming in the first place. And the other reagent, the Adam CS13, is to cut it up after it is formed. So those things should work hand in hand. They are not replacing each other. They can probably work better if you use it together. So, with all that he's learned about cholesterol, has Dr. Chung changed his own diet? I've been more aware of it,、uh, although I do not have that problem. But I have been on a low-calorie type of diet all my life. Yes, I definitely think that that should be, you know, that should be taken into consideration, especially if the ratio of HDL to LDL has so much to do with、uh, microvascular circulation. Definitely, this is in agreement with the use of statin. To lower the HDL, so that you're already changing the the ratio and things like that. I always love talking with Dr. Chung. His research and what he's accomplished over his decades-long career is really a big deal. All the work at Bloodworks Research Institute is. You can learn more about this on our website, bloodworksnw.org/research. I feel so lucky that I get to learn from Bloodworks researchers, and hope that you share in my sentiment. Let us know what other science stories do you want to hear. Leave a comment or tell us in a review. We'll see you next time.